Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I am the thunder, the rain, the center, the power they came with them. Anybody putting money on me to win, double down on their winners. I remember the beginning. You never seen your percentage since you never saw the beginning. Trust me, we never hustle on fear. We dominated and we got Casey Wade. Welcome to NFL Live, presented by USAA. Week two starts tomorrow. It kicks off with Chiefs versus Chargers at Arrowhead. People rolling up the sleeves in here. I don't know. Like, hey, I'm going to tell guys- y'all straight up before we get the show started, Boogie. Let me tell people why. He tore his jacket on the door handle, he- and he don't want nobody else to wear a jacket on the show so today. we team players. So we team so players. That's Keith, what we do. We should see the door handle and see who won the fight. It sounds like the door handle won yeah. the fight. Yeah, door handle. Not like if the, the jacket was still good, he wouldn't wear it like this anyway. Yeah, we needed we a Stop, man. Okay, Keyshawn Johnson's here. Marcus Spears, Dan Orlovsky, Adam Schefter is joining us. We get a lot of news to get to. Let's begin there with Adam. Some news specifically related to the Chiefs and Chargers tomorrow. What's the latest with Keenan Allen? Well, Laura, before we get to that, I don't care what happened to Key. I'm wearing my jacket during the show. As for Keenan Allen, so he was I. already so ruled out for tomorrow's game due to a hamstring injury. So the Chargers are one wide receiver down going into Kansas City in what should be an offensive fireworks display. No Keenan Allen. You wonder when he'll be back, but he will not be back tomorrow night against the Kansas City Chiefs. And in that same game, the Chargers are unlikely to have their free agent standout cornerback J.C. Jackson, who's being listed on the injury report as questionable. Didn't play, obviously had the ankle surgery during the summer. My understanding is it's unlikely he'll play, but we'll see what happens during pregame warmups if he can figure out a way to go out there right now, but doesn't sound like it's going to be likely to happen, and that would mean the Chargers are down one big defensive back in trying to slow down the Chiefs. Najee Harris, Steelers running back, limited in practice today, but says he should be ready to go on Sunday against the New England Patriots, despite that foot injury where he was rolling around on the ground on Sunday against the Bengals. The tests on his foot came back clean this week, and that means that Harris should probably be out there on Sunday. And in that same game, the Patriots are likely to have Mac Jones, who had back spasms over the weekend, underwent scans that were clean, but he was back at practice today, and that back injury is not thought to be serious. And one other injury note, the 49ers are practicing this afternoon, getting ready for their game against the Seahawks. No George Kittle at Mm. practice again. Mm. in relation to that injury he suffered last week. Yeah, you would have hoped he would have been back by now. It might make some people pick the Seahawks after the big win on Monday Night Football. Let's get to Green Bay, Adam, where the Packers were held to seven points in the first game without Devontae Adams. They are 10-point favorites against the Bears this week, but there's some on the show who said Aaron Rodgers should have spent some more time with his young receivers this offseason. Others disagreed. Either way, here's Matt LaFleur earlier today on those young wideouts. That was me. There's certainly going to be... Learning lessons along the way. We know that uh, that that is kind of par for the course for most young players. And but I'm confident th- those guys are going to continue to get better. And there's a lot of like a lot to like in terms of what they did 
you know, we just got to continue to work with them. And certainly I, I've, I don't think anybody in that locker room's lost any confidence in either one of those guys. It was a tough start for Rodgers and his new cast of wide receivers. They combined for only 95 yards on 15 targets. Rookie Christian Watson dropped what could have been a 75-yard touchdown in the Packers' first offensive play of the game. Key hated it. And he was not targeted again until late in the fourth quarter. It was actually running back A.J. Dillon who led the Packers in targets. So ESPN Packers reporter Rob Domofsky joins us now. Rob, how are the Packers handling their week one loss? Laura, I asked Packers coach Matt LaFleur how Aaron Rodgers is handling all the young guys and all the moving parts around him. And LaFleur said he's done a great job of being demanding of urgency, but also putting his arm around the young guys and helping them along. Now, one thing that will help or should help is if they can execute a game plan that includes more of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. LaFleur put his offensive coordinator hat on and said that he did not get them enough touches, and that's going to be a focus this week. Aaron Jones, for example, five carries, averaging nearly 10 yards a carry, and LaFleur needs to get him the football more often. Laura? Thanks to Rob. Adam, we've mentioned the struggles at wide receiver, but the Packers are dealing with a number of injuries. What more can you tell us there? David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, who didn't play last week against Minnesota, they were going through the open portion of practice and individual drills. Matt LaFleur non-committal about whether they'll be able to play on Sunday. Obviously, the Packers are hoping that both offensive linemen will be back, which would help fortify that offensive line, provide more time, give Aaron Rodgers some of the protection. That will be a bonus for this offense. And Alan Lazard was back at practice today, Laura. He's been dealing with an ankle injury, but the fact that he was back today is a pretty good indication that he could be ready to play on Sunday against the Chicago Bears. Yeah, that's a nice boost. Marcus, it's only been one game, I realize that, but how concerned are you about Green Bay? Concerned from the standpoint of time on task, right? And and the one thing that's been frustrating me about this conversation is the comparison to the Saints game last year. It's a completely different team. A completely different dynamic. You're trying to usher in new guys that's going to be very important to what you do as the season goes along. I give credence to how good Aaron Rodgers is. And back last year when they had to play with limited receivers against the Arizona Cardinals when the Arizona Cardinals were one of the better teams in football. And Aaron Rodgers with a guy that they moved up from the practice squad. I think Williams was his last name. A heavy dose of the run game with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. And that's what I expect to see. And I'm glad Matt LaFleur said what he said. I have to focus on what we have that's known right now. Hmm. These two tackles are the issue. Like, let's, let's make no mistake about it. They get those guys back, it's a huge step forward. But ultimately, these guys are trying to learn while the actual season is going along. Yeah, and that, that is true, Marcus. When you're a young receiver, it takes some time. you got to have patience. Everybody's not coming into the league being Justin Jefferson Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, and a host of others, uh, Jamar Chase. People are looking at that and be like, oh, they're supposed to be this. That's not the case. And look, you can't drop the football, period. Watson can't drop that. You're out there dropping Lamborghinis. You Mm. can't do that. And, and, And he will learn over time. As long as Aaron Rodgers doesn't become so disgruntled to the fact that he starts to phase them out of the game, keep them enthusiastic, keep the enthusiasm up, make them feel that they are part of what's going on. I'm not worried about young receivers, man. I was a young receiver once upon a time myself, and then eventually I got better at doing things, and I think Aaron Rodgers will be there. What is it, 16 games left? Yeah. They you win, the they win like 11. Key, no, you really. dropped the ball? I'll, yeah, show you no. some, I'll show you something during the break. But, oh, okay. but Sounds Dan, good. they just got to be patient. Well, all right, so it's Wednesday, and I'm getting into a fight with you about this again. So, Devontae Adams' rookie year. 
38 catches, yes. 446 yards, yes. three, ca- three touchdowns. Jordy Nelson, 33 catches, 366 yards, two touchdowns. Greg Jennings, 45, 630, and three touchdowns. Okay, everybody at home has to change your expectations of what this Packers offense is going to be, certainly early on. Now, they don't have to do that internally, but this is not the same team, to your point, but your expectations are for them to be the same offense, Marcus. They missed those tackles more than they missed Devontae Adams, and it's not even close. How do you? No, no, no. But let me ask you this. Because they are right, though. But because How do you draw the conclusion that because, I expected to be the same offense? Because everyone is having this conversation about Green Bay's offense and forgetting the fact that their two tackles and number one receiver didn't play. Damn. If Stephon Diggs and Deion Dawkins don't play, they're going to be a different offense. I literally just said they went to Arizona without the requisite weapons at wide well, receiver and this, formulated a plan. But, that, Marcus, that's a different offense than last year with the two tackles. All the week, is the all same. week you've talked about well, he needed to spend more time with those young receivers. Yeah, Marcus is. Eh. If Kansas City played a game yeah. without their number one wide receiver and both tackles, their offense is going to struggle too. If the Rams play without two tackles and Cooper Cup, their offense is going to struggle too. Let me ask you a question, because see, this, I'm glad we're on TV, and this is not supposed <laughs> to be a debate or They've fight. They've been fighting show, about this okay? all week. Here's in the, green the problem room. that I have with what you're talking about. Okay, when we were talking about. Aaron Rodgers in this offense with these receivers, I was not basing this on the offense and their performance. Clearly, if you don't have your right and left tackle, you're going to struggle offensively. Every team in the league. I'm talking about what Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur said. These guys are not in the right position. We, they don't understand how to play together yet. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm focused that, on. And that's fair. And I even mentioned that yesterday. That's fair that that is the second time that, that happened. that's happened. I would say this. Green Bay is in a situation where after Aaron has said that twice, you either pull back your expectations. You know, naturally coaches go, are we giving them too much? I'm of the belief you grind on them. How are you giving them too much? A dude dropped the ball, man, I'm, wide I'm, open. No, we're talking right. about – forget the physical drop. Ooh, we're we're talking about the Ooh. lack of doing what you're supposed to do, the mental mistakes, right? Yeah, but I'm of the belief, Key, you grind on these cats. Okay. Yes, standard absolutely. Is the and they're going to get it at 16 games they left. They win 11 there. games. Hey, they won the playoffs. We've got, got more time in the commercial break, and this will continue in the commercial break. I wish you guys could be here with us for all of that. We've got a lot more coming your way on NFL Live, and i got to protect the rest of the show here, you crazy people. Okay, Thursday night, we'll see Justin. And Herbert and Patrick Mahomes go head-to-head for the first time this season. Which of these two has the edge? We will preview that. We're just a day away from week two. And after week one loss to Miami, the Patriots have a lot of work to do before they take on the Steelers. We hear the latest from Mike Reese, our Patriots reporter in Foxborough. NFL Live is presented by USAA, celebrating 100 years of serving the military community. I'm still grinding, I'm still hungry, hungrier than ever. I feel unstoppable, This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. 
Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Next week, we got two Monday night football matchups. A doubleheader for you. Derrick Henry and the Titans battle Josh Allen and the Bills at 715 Eastern on ESPN and ESPN Deportes. Dan is in the booth with Steve Levy and Lewis Riddick. You're there. And then, yeah, I'll be there too. I'm on the sideline. And then Justin Jefferson and the Vikings take on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. 830 Eastern on ABC, ESPN Plus and ESPN Deportes. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Lisa Salters on that one. We get you covered across the board. Biggest spotlight in the NFL on Monday nights. Let's read and react to the latest news around the NFL, starting with the Lions and DeAndre Swift. Here's his head coach, Dan Campbell. It goes without saying, Swift is a, he's a, he's special, and uh, we know that. And so just getting him his touches, and 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 because uh, he's the one, he's kind of the, the the secret sauce there. You know, he can turn uh, routine plays into explosive. Uh, Plays that'll hurt you, on, you know, if you're the opponent. Well, heck yeah, he's the secret sauce. Dan, what stood out to you about this Lions offense? That it starts up front, and the Lions offensive line has entered the conversation of one of the best and certainly one of the most physically dominant offensive lines in football. DeAndre Swift is a special player that they can get the ball to, but I'm telling everybody defensively, when you're playing against this team, you better bring your big boy pads because they throw a lot of run game at you. You see a multitude of pullers, whams, and they try to maul you up front. This is going to be a very violent offense to stop. Physical, just like you. To Denver, where Broncos new head coach Nathaniel Hackett admitted he actually should have gone for it Monday night. Listen to this. You know, looking back at it, we definitely should have gone for it. Um, just not, not, you know, one of those things you look back at it and you say, of course we should go for it. We missed the field goal. Um, but in that situation, we had a plan. I mean, we had a plan. We knew that the 46 was the mark and, uh, we got there and it didn't work. It sucks, but Hey, that's part of it. Ooh, man. I'm just glad he, I'm glad he acknowledged it. I think this is a part of the growth process of a rookie head coach, acknowledging what you did wrong, what you could have done better, 
And I respect Nathaniel Hackett more now than after that presser when he still looked discombobulated and didn't know what the hell had happened before he decided <laughs> to kick the field goal. But ultimately, this is about growing up. And there is this maturity process that's got to take place in a division with really good teams where you got to own your mistakes so your guys own theirs too. wonder what Russ really thinks. Let's go to Pittsburgh where Mitchell Trubisky is still the starting quarterback. He said this about his frame of mind. Your defense playing that well and they're getting turnovers, you just want to take care of the football. But we got to have that killer mindset, uh, aggressive mentality to really take teams out of the game and just not allow them to uh, keep it close. So uh, I was proud of the way we took care of the football, but you got to have that aggressive mentality to, uh, to score points. And it's, it's not just the calls, it's got to be everybody on the field. Uh, it's got to be a player's mindset. Trubisky, aggressive mentality, Key. I love it. I like the fact that he's sticking his neck out there to let everybody know, I'm the starting quarterback now, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and these are the things that we need to do in order to get better. I like the fact that he went into Cincinnati and he came away with a W, came away with a W. A lot of people didn't think that that was going to happen. A lot of people didn't think he would be the starter, but he's stepping up to the plate. He's letting his teammates know this is the things that we have to do if we want to continue to win games in the National Football League. I like it. I like it a lot. Good to know T.J. Watt didn't actually need surgery either. Trubisky looking for a better performance on Sunday against the Patriots, whose offense also struggled in their season opener. Let's get to New England. As you think about Key's favorite quarterback, Mac Jones, here, we all wonder My what dog. this New England <laughs> offense would look like. And I, well, I will say, guys, before we get all crazy about the Pats offense being bad, the Dolphins' defense deserves some credit. Yes, they do. Yeah, Mac Jones and company weren't able to get anything going downfield in the passing game as he completed only three of nine passes that were thrown more than 10 yards downfield, including a pass that was picked off in the end zone. This continues a trend for Jones, who ranked 27th in the NFL last season in completion percentage on yards more than 10, on throws more than 10 yards downfield. So ESPN Patriots reporter Mike Reese joins Mike us Reese. Mike, what is the feeling in New England after their week one loss? Laura, here at Gillette Stadium, home of the Patriots, I actually had to double check that I was in the right place. After the Patriots scored just seven points, turned the ball over three times, and Mac Jones injured his back, Bill Belichick was smiling? It's true, a cheek-to-cheek grin in his morning news conference as he repeated one of his favorite lines, I am not a doctor. Overall, Belichick has actually been more positive than you might expect, perhaps to keep players' spirits up. And earlier this week, Mac Jones echoed those thoughts when he said, in terms of executing the plays, it's actually better than we thought and what people probably thought, but we have to score more points. And one more point on Jones. I was at the start of practice today. I watched him bend over, pick up a football. It looked like he was moving without any major limitations. Laura, back to you. So maybe Mike Reese is a doctor, but great report. Uh, Dan, you had some thoughts on the New England game plan on offense in week one. What did you see from against Miami? Wildly predictable and wildly unprepared. In their first nine passes, they ran the same pass concept three times. Key, this is that double mirrored out. They ran this three times in the first nine passes of the game, eight times in all the football games. You wonder why the underneath defender is getting there. Second thing is bad spacing. We've seen this play double mesh return and a rail up top. Look how bad this is. Watch the middle of the field. These guys are all going to be at the same spot. Mac Jones is going to be like, I have no idea who to throw the football to. I'm just going to kick it to the back. Key, watch this. Look, at they're all kind of standing next to Where am I supposed to throw the football? And then no plan. This is poor protection. This is a five-man pressure, just a free safety blitz. The center, left guard, and tackle are all going to step the right way, right side of your screen. They are going there to pick up the blitz. 
no one actually picks up the blitz. This is basic, simple stuff. Your quarterback is going to get whacked, ball out. I don't know the last time that I sat here and watched a team that was dealing with a five-man protection that went to the right way, not pick it up. No, I do. It happened three <laughs> weeks ago with the New England Patriots. In the preseason. They're getting beat with the simple mm-hmm. stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And I get the, the Dolphins' defense is good, but this has got to get better in New England, man, because mm-hmm. this is basic and boring and predictable, and you're not helping your No, nah, they good. Bill going to call plays. Go ahead, Keith. They're, they're probably so, but they, they, Dan is absolutely right. The problem that I have, early on I figured, oh, Bill Belichick, he knows what he's doing. Sure, you gave I'm going to give him the benefit of the, 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 benefit of the sure. doubt. Matt Patricia, Joe Judge. But then I started thinking about it, especially after Sunday's game. And I'm looking now and I'm saying to myself, you got a defensive coordinator messing around on the offensive side of the ball. You got a special teams coach who was a receiver coach. With the receiver coaches don't do anything but drills. That's all they do in the league for the most part, unless they're really good, like Richard Mann and Todd Haley. They're in control of your offense. And now I'm looking at these videos that you put together, Dan, plus the game. I'm saying to myself, Mac Jones went from a pretty decent, productive rookie and to promising. a guy that promising that doesn't look like he knows how to play football mm. in the National Football League. Again, I'm afraid mm. for his career as he moves forward. Hey, think of the first 15 of a game. First 15 is supposed to be the easiest 15 play calls. I know exactly. They're they ran the same play three Dan, times in the first nine. Yeah, Dan, Dan, we tried to tell him. Don't be so animated. We, we, we said it all offseason. Everybody got on TV. Oh, it's fine. Be a be- I said Bill uh, Belichick. I, I thought, I thought you it was did. fine. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. so, so feel the heat if you feel it. I, I said it, and everybody was – pause. Benefit of the doubt does not – I played for Nick Saban, a Bill Belichick disciple, grew up the same way in football. Why in the hell would Nick Saban hire all of these offensive coordinators year in and year out if it was as simple as calling football plays? Yeah. Why would he do it, right? So let me get to my point. I'm sorry. That's not even what yeah, yeah, we're yeah. talking about. Uh, defensively, defensively, too, right? This is where Bill Belichick finds himself in a precarious situation. Why? Because he was able to lean on that side of the ball as the season went along. I'm not sure. I, I'm Ooh. not sure. I know it's week one. This defense looks nothing like a Bill Belichick defense. There is no dominant corner right. on this football team where that used to be Stephon Gilmore. Sure. You just got – you let J.C. Jackson go. You look at the middle linebacker position, and, yeah, these guys can fly around and run, but do you have a guy in the middle that's controlling everything? Okay. They've had that. Teddy Bruschi. They've had that with a lot of guys. This is not the same football team. And we've lamented about Bill Belichick – and his ability to draft and get guys to the New England Patriots. We may see the result of that this year with yeah. this football team. They've had some misses there. By the way, the game this week in Pittsburgh, and New England's still a two-point favorite, so it's close, but that's huh? interesting They're to giving me. them benefit yeah, of the doubt they are. like y'all did. Vegas is giving them benefit of the doubt. Up next, Dan has some <laughs> high praise coming for Patrick Mahomes' week one performance. Here's the last time Dan gave a quarterback this kind of love. Sunday was Rodgers' best game in the last – Five years. Put a lot of love for, for Dan. I think he does a great job on TV. Some of his takes may be slightly exaggerated at times, but that's part of the business. Oh, Dan. Dan. Roger or something else, though, man. Dude, dude won MVP that season, right? I know. Honestly, he guys, MVP. this just went right into Dan's hands. He won MVP that year. I don't know. The head's going. I got a time today. I got a time. Time is of the essence. I'm progressive. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Sunday NFL Countdown crew has you covered for week two, 10 a.m. Eastern. And the Monday crew gets you set for our two Monday night football matchups at 6 Eastern. Both are on ESPN and the app. Also, NFL Live coming to you live from Buffalo on Monday ahead of this game the Bills and the Titans. Time now for some DraftKings Sportsbook predictions. Looking at tomorrow's Chiefs versus Chargers matchup. Marcus, which player will score the first touchdown? I am taking Mike Williams. I believe this will be a red zone touchdown. Listen, I got to give the Kansas City Chiefs defense some credit, right? They did a good job at times let Kyler get out in space, but obviously that's going to happen against him. But for the most part, this defense played very disciplined and with Chris Jones being on the inside, I think they have a significant advantage on the outside with Mike Williams. Okay, then, Key, which player has more receiving yards, Mike Williams or Travis Kelsey? I think Travis Kelsey. Okay. I believe Travis Kelsey because everything that Swagoo said, I think Kansas City is smart enough to know we got to do something with Mike Williams, especially in the red zone, take him away. But Travis Kelsey is such an important part of what Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and Eric Bieniemy are doing right now. He's going to have way more yards. Dan, which player has more passing yards, Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> it's like pick between children for you. Yes. <laughs> Justin oh. Herbert, one, Ooh. Trent McDuffie, the rookie from Kansas City, is not going to play at corner in this game. That's a big deal because he looked really good in week one. But they still have Mike Williams, like Marcus talked about. Gerald Everett Ooh. showed up really well. DeAndre Carter made some nice catches. And I also think using the backs in their screen game for the Chargers, they're both going to play really well and have a bunch of stats. I'm going to take 50% of Justin Herbert. So, four, 482 in 479. 479. Yeah. Hey, Patrick. Dan picked Justin. Okay, before we get into Chargers Chiefs, let's revisit how impressive Mahomes and company were week one. The Cardinals blitzed Patrick Mahomes on 51% of his dropbacks, the highest rate he's faced in a game in his career. And Mahomes made him pay to the tune of five touchdown passes, the most that any player has thrown against the blitz in a single game since ESPN began tracking in 2006. What's different this year about Patrick Mahomes? His base. You know, that's the difference between him, really. He's like that. Um, Last year compared to this year, this is the best Patrick Mahomes has looked in three years, I mean, when it comes to that. So I want everyone really to pay attention and focus on the base or the feet and lower half for Patrick Mahomes. Now, he's going to catch this snap, and immediately he's going to peek to his left just to see if he's got an initial throw. He's got vision to the left. Now, what happens for a quarterback? Sometimes he can throw your lower half off. And it has in the past for Patrick Mahomes. He does it. Now, this is where I want to pay attention to. That bent leg, that bent leg right 
that right leg is a big deal. Last year, Patrick got to the top of his drop so often, and that right leg was stiff. There was no flex to it. This is beautiful by Patrick. Now the second step is he really wants to pull the trigger on this throw right now, but he can't. So I love that reset. See that reset? And he keeps his feet underneath him. You guys remember last year I did a couple times where he was so overextended because the lower half was so mechanically unsound. Now he's going to want to throw this crossing route. He can't make this throw unless his lower half is perfect. You like that ball right there, Key? Yo, hey, right yeah, I love that it. Linebacker. That's beautiful. Now, I like the fact that they also went under center play action a little bit. This is another really good rep. Now, everyone pay attention to Patrick's climb and his shoulders. He's going to go ball fake, and now when he gets to the top of his drop, one of these Marcus Spears types of defensive ends, defensive tackles, is going to create a little bit of an issue at the top. Patrick's got to do a really good job of getting to the top and see that climb and shuffle as this guy runs past. Patrick's got to do a really good job. I don't want you to sprint up in the pocket. Just subtly climb into the pocket because there's a nice throwing lane. But it all starts with that flexed right leg and allowing that base to be the primary aspect. That When he has that base and there's that throwing motion right there, this young man can make any throw that he wants to. Not that's available, but that he wants wow. to on an NFL field. That's the difference between Patrick Mahomes from week one and the guy that we saw last year. When he is trusting and confident in the people that are in front of him protection-wise and he is mechanically sound and he's got a good foundation, man, he could throw it better than anybody in the history of this game. Or as good as him. He's that talented. (laughs) Go keep That's phenomenal. No, everything everything Dan is saying is correct. When his feet are right and his shoulders are right, he can get from one to two to three to four or five, and we've seen that this past game. Sprinkling everybody, getting everybody involved. We've been so used to watching Tyreek Hill on the splash plays. We think, hey, oh, my God, Tyreek Hill is gone. Yeah. They won't be able to hit the big one over the top. That's not the game plan. That's not what they went into the season thinking about. They went into the season thinking about methodically, moving the football down the field, letting Patrick Mahomes be Patrick Mahomes. Some of the same sort of things he did in college at Texas Tech. Remind you, there was no Tyreek Hill at Texas Tech. He had to deliver the football to many different receivers. We expected Patrick Mahomes to have 80-yard bombs. That's not going to happen right now. They're just going to give the football to the guys and allow them to make the plays for him, something we talked about last year when he was making mistakes. They did it. They turned it around. Now look at them. So week one against the Cardinals, that's one thing. But they're going to face the Chiefs are a better test defensively against the Chargers. How should they attack that defense? Same way they attacked Arizona. Spread this football around. Allow Patrick Mahomes to be the decision maker that he was against the Arizona Cardinals. What I love so much about that tape that you showed, D.O., is that I almost equate this to LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Early in his career, no jump shot. Early in his career, no post game. Yeah. Now, I, I'm, I'm considered the best already. Or I'm considered one of the best already. Yeah. Now these little nuances yeah. to my game is what's going to make the difference because the book is out. When you look at this defense with Khalil Mack and Bosa and Derwin James, who is who has the ability to take Travis Kelsey away at times in this football game, what they did week one, to your point, Key, is going to be who they need to be yeah. to win this division. Yeah. You are not going to bombs away on the Los Angeles right. Chargers. It, it, it's not going to happen. J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel Jr., Derwin James, Adderley is playing well, but they have two pass rushers yeah. that will get home. I, I guarantee you, they won't be behind Patrick Mahomes right. on their and rushes. that's why that foundation so important. So but, I, but, but the plan should be for him to be a ball distributor, yeah. slow to fast. 
ass, right? Like, it, it, it was impressive to me week one just because of the poise, yeah. the way he played. You really see the difference. Great tape, Dan. Adam, let's get an important injury update here. What's the latest with Harrison Butker? He was out for the kicking situation against the Cardinals. What's going on with him now? Laura, the Chiefs already have ruled out Harrison Bucker from Thursday night's game against the Chargers. And that means that Matt Amendola, who they signed to their practice squad, will be promoted and wind up kicking. The former Jets kicker will step in in place of one of the best kickers in the entire National Football League. Harrison Bucker been dealing with an ankle injury. He'll have an extra few days here to get ready for the next week. But they'll be without him and Matt Amendola kick. And they even have a backup kicker. In Justin Reed, the safety that they signed from Houston, who we've seen kick. So if they run into problems with Amendola and they don't like the way it's going with him, they could always go to Justin Reed if they have to. Yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. And either way, in a game that we expect to be close, you never know yeah. when the kicking game yeah. factors yeah. in. Hey, still to come on NFL Live, Von Miller wreaked havoc last week for the Bills in week one. Dan and Marcus come on, fella. his week two matchup is equally important on O-line. That's next. You're watching NFL Live presented by USAA. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to NFL Live, presented by USAA. Let's get to the Dolphins. Guys, they were fin it to win it. <laughs> oh, I can't take credit for that. God. That's our director, that Brandy nice. and co. All right, it's Wednesday. Wah, wah, wah. Teams all over the media are talking. The Dolphins coming off a week one win over the Patriots. It started Mike McDaniel's tenure in Miami off with a bang. Here's Tua Tungavailoa today. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of things that we need to clean up offensively. Um, you know, there, there was some miscommunication with plays. Um, and then there were also some, some other things that, that were happening that, uh, we weren't able to get plays in on time, um, for, from my perspective, um, to, to tell guys where to go, where to line up and what to do. Um, and so that's, you know, that's just something that uh, we got to clean up this week, you know, and, and we'll go out and try to execute a lot better. So the Dolphins were a big topic of conversation in the offseason. We finally kind of saw what they looked like a little bit week one against the Patriots. What was your takeaway? I just love the way Mike McDaniel instilled confidence in the fourth and seventh play. Yeah. Because at times in this league, it's going to come down to that for a quarterback. And I think for Tua and this offense moving forward, him showing them that I'm willing and I'm acknowledging that we will have to do this at times, 
is really good for this football team and a young quarterback. I just thought this would go a long way in the psyche of Tua. So, I'm with you. I agree. I like some of the things that they did, the quick hitting play action. I like the motion with Tyreek with full speed. I will say you this. The, one of the big elements of this offense, which comes from Kyle Shannon, Mike Shannon, Gary Kubiak, is the ability to hit the big play action passes. It's a, really what makes this offense go and not go. There's three times in this game where he dials them up perfectly. They got the right defense for it, and one person on the offensive line misses their block. Mm. They can't be the offense that I, I expect them to be and the talent test. that they have outside. So while I like some of the stuff they did, you heard Tua say it, we got to execute a little bit better. Those guys up front, it can't be four to five guys do their job well. Five out of five to make those shots happen. They upgraded the O-line, but still, you never know what that's actually going to look like and if they're going to gel in time. Stay to help. Yeah, yeah, good point. Key, you hadn't always been the biggest Tua fan, right? But what did you think of his week one performance? Fine. It's fine. I can't stand I mean, you, man. It's fine. Like, we're, we're getting ready to all of a sudden act like he had a Patrick Mahomes moment. No. No I mean, one he, said he, he that. Did okay. Okay, he, he wasn't great. He wasn't bad. He was in the middle. They beat the New England Patriots for crying out loud. Speed does kill. When you put the football in those dudes' hands, quick, fast, in a hurry, they can go. All right, I'm not going to get caught up in the statistics. I'm looking at certain things. If Jack Jones, you saw the interception, he let the dude rip the ball out of his hand. That's supposed to be a pick going the other way. That's what I'll do to you. It's fine. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's fine. That's good enough, Keith. It's Keith, fine. Not impressed. It's fine. All right, we'll see fine. what he does this week. And then yeah, the week's following that. One we'll game, keep, man. We'll keep asking you. Y'all want me to jump on the table? Okay. Yay, yeah, get up was here. great. Actually, you went don't to the SEC's up. Alabama. Yay. You already, you already ripped your jacket. Let's no, not rip your yeah. pants. Well, also, this is a new table, so don't stand on it. All right, Dan and Marcus, go over for O-line, D-line. We're going to take a look back at the best of these two from last year. What? Let's hit the trenches with the boys over there. Hey, O-line, hey, D-line. Hey, hey, hey. To my soul, I wanted to be an offensive lineman when I was a kid. You know, I wanted oh, to be did. tough. So I wanted like to that. eat like the offensive lineman. I didn't. The matchup. No, we got it. Take it right down. Oh, my this goodness. is a matchup of heavyweights. I'm in the trenches with wolves and the lions and snakes, but I promise I'm always prepared. Dan only won right 40, but he'll block your face off. Did you just say Dan's only won 40? Well, listen, we're going to do O-line, D-line, but we also have to give some love to an offensive line this past week that was absolutely spectacular in their performance. There should be no surprise that the Cleveland Browns. Marcus, you know I love their outside zone. Starts with the path for Nick Chubb. you got to aim at the outside leg of that tackle. Now watch these two double teams on the inside. Guards, keep your outside arm free. Center and right tackle. Come overtake this block, man. That is incredible. Now, folks at home, one cut. Don't give me two, young fella. Bang, left foot in. There we go, home runner. Now, it's not just a, a, a zone scheme. Just we also got the gap awesome. scheme, right? Watch the left side, man. And Joku, okay, 85. Turn to defensive end. What that allows is us, now we've captured the outside. Now, watch Bretonio and Pozik, 75 and 55. You get the first outside. Now, when you get the first outside, Pozik, have your vision on the inside. There she is. Now, let's go hunt. That's a beautiful job in the zone scheme and the gap scheme of us offensive guys. I'm not a big fella, Jeff, Saturday, but beating up on the defensive guys. Now, let's go to the best offensive line and defensive line matchups of week two. We are going to start with one of your favorite players. What did you what did you name him last year? Oh, the closer. Okay, the yes, closer. Sir. Vaughn, Vaughn Miller, Miller versus Taylor Lewan on Monday Night Football. Yeah, we saw the first week of the season what Vaughn Miller right. was capable of. And obviously, he jumped in with the Rams late.
Slate was an integral part to what they did on the Super Bowl run. But Von Miller has a lean, and he's able to get so low around the edge that it makes tackles uncomfortable because when you bend that low, right. you lose athleticism. That's Von best trait. Two sacks and four pressures in week one. Taylor Lewan, who's a very good left tackle, is going to have his hands full with yeah. Von Miller, both in the run and the pass game. Number four. I'm going to put Andrew Thomas up here versus Brian Burns because last year Brian Burns was great against them. He had a sack and six pressures. The thing is, Andrew Thomas did not play in that game. game. And also what Andrew Thomas has working for him is he has Brian Daybow. And one thing about Brian Daybow, he will not allow matchups to dictate how he runs his offense. I like that. He'll have a lot of help if need be. He's going to see if he can take care of Burns first man-to-man. It's good to see the next man back and healthy. Daniil Hunter out of Minnesota versus Lane Johnson, who in the last three or four years is the best pass-blocking tackle in football. Out of, out of LSU, went to Minnesota. Okay. 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 But this is length, right? You look at Daniil Hunter's strength about his pass rush is the length of his arms, how he's able to keep guys away from his body with a great first step. Okay. So usually long rushers right. don't have the ability to get off the ball because it's just so long. And then that long arm that he has is phenomenal. A he's a really good pass rusher, very underrated. All right, number two, we're going to go to the Detroit Lions versus Washington Commanders. Yeah. Jonathan Allen versus Jonah Jackson, yeah. who candidly last week just struggled in pass pro, struggled, yeah. right? And, that, and that's his forte. His forte is great hands, great ability to get in tight windows and tight space and use his hands to disengage from offensive linemen. This will be a running football team yeah, they got them all with the a Detroit bit. Lions. But those opportunities yeah. that he has to get Jonathan Allen one-on-one, he has to be very conscious of his technique and his skill set because Jonathan Allen is the one of the best technicians at D-tackle in the NFL. I know you love our number one oh, matchup because you love the oh, guy, buddy. 94. Now, Tristan yeah. Wirfs, obviously, yeah. absolute spectacular right tackle. Yeah. But Cam Jordan, you've talked about him a couple times this week already. He doesn't know this. One of my favorite people in the world. Okay. Just true, authentic. But when you talk about pass rushes, yeah. Dan, and you know how much I talk about discipline in your rush, yeah. this, is, this should be the guy that they put in the dictionary. He understands leverages. He understands how to rush different quarterbacks. Okay. So he deals with Tom Brady differently than most rushers. You will never see Cam Jordan get behind Tom Brady unless it's behind him to cause a strip sack. But he knows that Brady loves to manipulate the pocket. That's one thing we talked about Tom Brady with so much. Cam Jordan will not allow Tom Brady to not see him at the corner of his eye every single rush. This is going to be a great battle between All him five of these would be awesome. Yeah. We love the big fellas. Yeah. Brandon Thorne, we appreciate you. Ruddy, what do we got? All right, we're going to continue on that Buck oh, no. Saints oh. games next. Wow, did you just catch that, Dave? Yeah, of course that's I did. That's Zach Fumble. Hey, New Orleans has been a bit yeah. of a kryptonite for Brady. We're going to talk about the matchup. Can the Saints keep their momentum going against the GOAT? That's next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NFL Live is presented by USAA, celebrating 100 years of serving the military community. New on NFL Live, let's go to Adam Schefter for some news on Justin Simmons. Well, earlier today, the Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett said that the Broncos Pro Bowl safety, Justin Simmons, would miss some time with a thigh injury. Well, it turns out 
They've just placed him on injured reserve, which mm. means he will be out at least four games. And think about this. If we go back to 2018, Justin Simmons has missed just six snaps. He'll go from missing six snaps the last four years to missing at least the next four games. And meanwhile, the Broncos have signed former Vikings and defense and Eagles defensive back Anthony Harris to their practice squad. Wouldn't be a surprise to see him promoted to the active roster here soon. Yeah, Adam, as you know, I don't think you can overstate the importance of Justin Simmons to that Broncos defense. Something to keep an eye on for sure in a really tough division. All right, let's get to a great week two matchup between the Saints and the Bucks. The Saints have won all four of their regular season meetings with the Bucks since Tom Brady joined Tampa Bay. They meet again on Sunday. Give me the that. first one came in Brady's Bucks debut when he threw the two picks, including the pick six and the loss. Tampa Bay was blown out at home in the next meeting, 38-3, to in which Brady threw three interceptions. The 35-point loss, the worst of Brady's career. In the following matchup, Brady had the ball with the Bucks down two points late in the fourth quarter, but he threw another pick six that sealed the win for New Orleans. And then in week 15 last season, the Saints shut out Brady and the Bucks in Tampa, the first time in Brady's career that he was shut out at home. It's one thing to lose, but it's a whole other thing when it feels like it's actually been bad losses for most of the time when Tom's been in Tampa Bay against these Saints. Why has the Saints defense dominated Brady the way that it has? (laughs) Okay, listen. (laughs) Are you okay? Listen, it's as simple as that, right? We wouldn't have known if you didn't tell us. Okay, go ahead. I love the simplicity of the Saints playing when they play Tom Brady. Number one, you got a defensive line that has won. It's the craziest thing in the world to me that they win so much in pass rush against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, good old line. Even before they, you know, suffered the injuries or the retirement or trading away. The other thing is what we talked about with O-line, D-line, Cam Jordan is a nuisance to Tom Brady because Cam Jordan not only rushes rushes the passer at a high rate, he makes everybody else right. If he sees a D tackle up high on Tom Brady, Cam Jordan will adjust and come underneath. He also has a great understanding of scheme when it comes to blocking and protections with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know it's cliche to say, like, d Lamb is supposed to know when the back is set away in the shotgun, the offensive line is working the opposite way. Trust me, America, all of them don't know that. Some of them just line up and they run up the field and try to get the quarterback. And then the second thing is, beyond the pressure, for some reason, this Saints secondary plays those receivers from the line of scrimmage on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they don't give them a lot of room. That's the thing I was screaming about Dallas. Like, you going to play off Mike Evans for eight yards? Yeah. Like, wh- like what are we doing? They are going to get up. We know Marshawn and, and Mike Evans' situation, but they, play, they challenge the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Okay, so the Saints on the other side, when we talk about their offense, they started to really click in the fourth quarter week one. What changed for them? Jarvis Landry? Mm. I've been waiting to say this on television. The Saints win the game because of Jarvis Landry. Mm. Wow. Michael Thomas made some plays late in the game. I'm not going to lie. But I, the, the, this is what stood out watching that game. Jarvis Landry treats the football with such reverence that he thinks if something bad is going to happen to it, it'll fall in his stat line, yeah. not the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Jameis got to a point where him this that, that scene throw is gross between him and Jarvis. They started to see it the same way, and then Michael got down in the red zone and it was like, hey, we got to give the ball to 13. He's such a big – but it was, it was the fact that Jarvis – you know, and Jameis got on to seeing it the same. That builds the ultimate trust. Me as a quarterback, when I know you see it the same way, and when it leaves my hands, you're going to respect it and, and, and kind of admire it the same way that yeah. it would if it fell on your stat line. I'll be very clear, though. They will, this Tampa Bay secondary is going to see a very different pass game than they saw week one. Because Jarvis, Michael Thomas, and Chris Olave, 
my goodness, they look good. It might yeah. be the best group at the end of the my year. Goodness, it may be. Right they probably will be the yeah. best group at the end well, of the year. Well, we know why you would say that. Okay. No, I'm, I'm just saying, when you look <laughs> at it, one guy missed two years of football, basically, and Mikey. Jarvis just got over there. Chris Olave just got drafted. Alvin Kamara's been in and out of the lineup in training camp. Okay, so when you get everybody together, the first three quarters of last week, people were like, oh, man, the Falcons, what are these dudes doing? Yeah. And then they hit. They clicked, and, they, and they clicked, and the rest was history. And that's what happens when you got a bunch of new guys together on top of a quarterback coming off an ACL injury that oh. missed time doing training camp and didn't play in the yeah. preseason. Hmm. I'm not worried about him at all. You from Louisiana. Why you ain't just acting like I am? Well, he I got, got, I got the he's going to Super Bowl. Okay, yeah, so don't get mad at me for picking the Saints. He's not. Oh, what, what the hell you mean? You're Don't get mad. I'm happy for you. Okay. But I know your nephew play for him. Okay. So yeah. you got a little bit of bias. Yeah, Absolutely I mean, nepotism. Okay. <laughs> I got to tell people all the time, if I owned a team, I'd write the check. He'd be the first billion-dollar wide receiver in NFL history. Man, I want to be your nephew, Keith. What am I doing? All right, Adam. The Bucks' offense got beat up against the Cowboys. What is the latest on Chris Godwin and Donovan Smith? Well, Laura, how about this? Chris Godwin did not practice today mm. due to a hamstring injury. Russell Gage, the wide receiver, did not practice today due to a hamstring injury. And Julio Jones didn't practice today due to an injury. Not to mention, you mentioned Donovan Smith. He didn't practice today due to an elbow injury. Tom Brady rested. Leonard Fournette limited participant due to a hamstring injury. So the Buccaneers have a whole host of injuries as they get ready for Key's nephew this Sunday in New Orleans. <laughs> oh, bad. Okay. Good, though. He hey, in. time for one more thing before we go. You guys got to listen to this. What's up with Mike McDaniel's hygiene? That's what I told Laura. I mean, I used to be able to uh, really push it from game day to almost Wednesday without showering. Now that would be obvious. Um, I can't hide. Still look like he ain't showered. I mean, well, the hair is plastered. <laughs> I don't know why that gets admitted, though. Look at my guy. We can have that conversation. Is this why you don't? Is this why you? But why would people you like that it? are the exact reason why I you wear the shower flippy? slippers in the hotel. Those are the exact. Else. Those are the exact people. Why I, do I gotta it. say, y'all all smell great. So everybody here must have shower daily. You too. Yeah. Oh, thank I you. I actually take. Two I do it. shower. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow. Wash your hands, Will man. You be?